Grand Rising, almost high noon family. High noon on my family for the East Coast and whatnot. Okay, so we're about to get into uh, a question that was given to me by a friend of mine. I actually, he gave me a list of questions. Um, things that I think that um, the black community may be interested in. So others that listen to it, uh, feel free to, uh, to send me any questions or things that you think you may want me to address, either uh, from historic uh, basis or just a whole Pan-African uh, community sort of thing. So uh, the questions I'm going to take on, the first two anyway, I'm kind of going to put them together, is, is the white man the devil? And can the black man be the devil? And I'm putting those two things together because first, uh, I'm going to deal with what is a devil. And then I'm going to deal with black and white. Okay, because if uh, if you listen to uh, some of my previous podcasts, then you'll know that I think we spend too much time classifying uh, certain things by this class and understanding um the, the how this class is and what this is and what you're subscribing to uh, even as far as devilment or devilry and that's something specific onto itself and something that has its own uh, different variations of meanings even within the language itself so um, again I'm also going to deal with the fact that whether or not it's even appropriate uh, you know to call white men devils or white people devils um, and <laughs> just to, uh, just to break it down, I'm going to say yes. Um, and, but I'm going to contextualize this. So first let's deal with the definition. You know, I'm not going to go through every single one, but, um, we're going to, uh, Oxford definitions are as follows. It is uh, evil, de- uh, spirit, a demon, wicked or cruel person. A mischievously clever or self-willed person, uh, fighting spirit or wildness, uh, a thing that is very difficult or awkward to do or deal with, uh, informal, uh, a person with specified characteristics, like so it, it, it almost enhances it, a lucky devil, uh, dirty devil, um, you know, sexy devil, cute devil, blah, blah, blah. Um, so even in this like, so even in the English language, you see that there's a place for devils. Um, damn, I am now I'm gonna go past those and go to the informal dated a junior assistant of a lawyer or other professional North American, uh, harass or to worry someone, okay? And according to, um, the breakdowns of the uh, the old Hebrew, the Satan or Satan, um, is basically slanderer. And it can also be used as uh, interpreted as accuser. Um, this is coming from the late Latin and Greek or defiler. All right. So, can they be? devil oh and also devil is also opposer uh it's also seen as adversary in the hebrew um so can we have a a white adversary yes 
weekend we have a black adversary. Yes. Okay. I think part of, and I'm not going to say the issue with this question or just this question, I think that a lot of people take this into a, a literal or just to say this is what it is. I don't. I don't believe that's a that's an appropriate way a to look at uh, the Bibles or these allegorical works as it is. If we if we look at it even as an allegory or as a story with a purpose to explain something, not something that's weird. I mean, real, but a story uh, with a with a purpose to it that might be a little weird in uh, in in how it's described, but the essence of the story, like for Goldilocks. For example, we know there ain't no damn bears with no houses making no porridge and no girl breaking into no bear. Like, that's ridiculous. The whole story is ridiculous. Uh, But there's supposed to be a a point to that story. Um, Yeah, about how people get to break in your damn house and complain about certain things being a certain way. Yeah, and that's real life, too, because... If somebody breaks into your house, but they happen to slip and fall and, and break their neck in, the, in your house, they can sue you. And this is fact. But getting back into uh, into the questions. Can white people be devils? Can black people be devils? Absolutely. We can be adversaries. If we look at the allegorical sense of the Bible uh, and, and its definition, if we go into the, even the Hebrew or a poser, which is the, uh, the Latin and Greek. So we're talking about the languages that comprise the first written documents, Hebrew being the oldest, um, regarding uh, the, the, this figure. And you, if you look at it allegorically, you're talking about now uh, either uh, um, a person that represents something else, which is very close, which is adversity, um, which is something that you must go up against, a uniquely uh, gifted way. So this is that, you know, like a major hurdle. You know, if we look at the Bible in the context and juxtapose uh, the devil and take out the the literal element and now look at this element as uh, as an obstacle, you know what I'm saying, a personified, a personification of an obstacle getting in your way, blocking you, trying to tempt you, trying to keep you away from ultimately what you need to do, a hindrance, uh, even in the uh, English definition, to uh, North American definition, to harass or worry. Okay. So can this be attributed uh, to these people? Yes. And particularly those who subscribe to what whiteness is, which is a caste, which is an agreement, it's an agreement that's saying that a certain type of people are better and superior and denies all evidence to the contrary because these people feel like they have conquered everything. And it's also used uh, to create buffers to maintain control because uh, realistically, if we weren't in such a society, it, we'd be mixed up by now. You know what I'm saying? Um, and based on these sort of uh, racial ideations, this is why they can say something uh, which appears in the Aeneas uh, and, and talking about the peopling of Carthage. You talk about Princess Ditto and a thousand Phoenicians coming over here. And this is, you know, who's establishing anything of consequence uh, in this area. 
and, you know, leaving out the fact that, you know, these people would have most likely just came and mixed with the millions of people uh, that were already there. Um, you, you already had many, 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 many thousands of years of history and people. But, you know, when you can believe that a society uh, of people that is supposed to be together aren't mixing and you can have these very, very distinct characteristics. Um, that's and, and that be a natural thing. That's a, that's an impossibility, and it's a sign of uh, of oppression. It's a sign of people uh, that are being oppressed. You know what I'm saying? Particularly when you're starting to see uh, signs of buffers uh, within society, and this is something that we've seen historically. Uh, we've seen uh, favoritism being shown to those that were of, uh, of mixed origin, as well as we've seen uh, uh, those who've been disrespected. It's a very, very slippery slope to be in, particularly when the, uh, the, the, the two origins that comprise you are those uh, that are historically enemies. Okay, so getting back into the question... Uh, can they be devils? Yeah, and I believe they have a, a culture of being opposers and, and opposition and being someone's adversary. Uh, much of their culture is based upon warring and uh, stealing and taking, meaning having conflicts uh, with other people. Uh, so I don't think it's a, you know, it's a misrepresentation. I, I would also say, though, and this is just being honest, I wouldn't say that uh, what what it, what we uh, consider to be white culture and the people who uh, subscribe to it are the are solitary in that uh, in that sort of movement that sort of lifestyle and, and ideation though uh, for the vast majority of their history having very few instances uh, of not having uh, that be the case they've been largely in opposition with peoples around them and people that they've encountered. And that's just the truth. Okay. Uh, can black people do this? Uh, yeah, we've shown the capacity to adapt and, 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 and do things that you could say that aren't fundamentally African, aren't fundamentally quote-unquote black. And uh, I'm not really straying away from the usage of the word black. I just feel like uh, because it's who I am, uh, it's, it's who I fight for. You know, I don't subscribe to uh, to whiteness, don't want to be anything like that or trying to get close to that, like that's some some obtainable thing. But I just want to clarify and get people thinking about what these things are, because when you allow people to uh, label things uh, black or white, you allow them to a take hold of things that aren't necessarily uh, theirs Um excommunicate you from things that are yours and uh, and also to, to dump things that are not necessarily uh, you onto you by calling it black because you can find uh, instances of this happening within our people but this is a uh, you know not within the full context of the actual history that's occurred you know what I'm saying so that's sort of uh, 
how I'm looking at this. You know, I hope the family can understand. Please let me know. Give me some feedback because I can always come back and uh, clarify and, and add to it. But that's that's the general scope of how I uh, approach something like this. Um, I don't really subscribe to the, the spooky ooky ookyism of it. Uh, the history uh, will describe whether you're looking at the history of Jamaica, the history of Brazil, uh, the history of North America, uh, the history of Haiti, uh, the history of the motherland on Africa. You've had traders, you've had uh, collaborators and people who have uh, gone against us gone against their own people you know and things that you could attribute to being devil meant uh, could I ever attribute that to the to the entirety of a people no and I don't believe we've uh, we've had enough history in that we've we may have had more history being adversaries of each other but maybe uh not of other people and even that history is it's something different it it often and 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 not until being influenced by outsiders have we ever come to uh to really commit murder or genocide uh of one another that's something that's not us uh at all and that's a fact and that's yeah that's a fact that uh has been used against us with using collaborators, but this is bringing me to my uh, to my next question. I'm being mindful this time, family, because last time you know I have these hour increments, so I don't want to go over. So I'm definitely gonna be uh, a little a little bit more mindful, and if I have extra time, I'm gonna elaborate. But I want to go into the next question. Uh, Man, shout out Alpha Tech, man. Oh nine, I gotta, I gotta give you a shout out, man. I'm, man, you know, check him out. You know, this is a, this is a very, very uh, intelligent brother. Uh, but we're the Moors traders. I think that's a, pro, uh, that's a perfect segue, because when you ask, uh, we're the Moors traders. That's a really interesting question because ethnically. When you're getting to who the Moors were, which uh, comprised of several different African peoples as far as their origins, um, you you do have some mixing. So the blood does uh, did change, and they didn't necessarily call first. They didn't necessarily call themselves Moors, Maori, or uh, something to that effect. Uh, was uh, the actual uh, name that they were, you know. Uh, refer to themselves or something other than that but uh, to to who these people were uh, it, it could have been a lot of it could have been a lot of different people um, they weren't the Moors weren't I don't think you could say were ethnically um, okay How, what's the best word they were what you would call black today um However, blackness as it's seen today would be different, you know. And based on your parentage and your lineage, whether you Sanhaja, you got Nafsa, 
you got different you got different groups and families who were the uh, Betty Betty or the Berbers um, you know those who uh, later become Islamized and it's a very very it's not something that you can just equate and just throw into one box that's essentially what I'm getting to can't just throw it into a box and just say okay these people we know that these were African people and descendants of African people we know that the first uh, Moorish dynasty is the Umayyad dynasty even though it is later uh, taken over well not even later it's very quickly taken over by uh, the Arabs because this is commissioned the one who commissions uh, General Tariq to go out there is uh, Governor Musa or Norsir Musa and he sends about there, but Tyree kind of gets it, gets it cracking early. So he sends his son out there. Just give me guys a little brief thing. I'll do a, a longer story on the Moors, uh, specifically later. People want that. So give me some feedback. Let me know if you want that. But, um, he basically, he sends him out there. Um, they end up conquering, but, uh, he's very, very jealous, very upset, uh, with Tyree. So he, th- he locks him up, and it's not until the people, the, you know, the heads in Damascus learns about this that he uh, ends up getting, uh, getting freed. But the history goes is that the, uh, the Berbers or the Africans that came up there weren't, weren't treated very well, uh, even after conquering. So you, you've had conflicts with uh, different groups, these, these Turkish peoples, these former Byzantine converts and whatnot. Um, so you would certainly be looking at the Moors as the ones who were not them. And that's the best way I can just explain it without going into, um, talking about things that we may not be familiar with, uh, as a family. So those, you know, so just know that we are talking about quote unquote black people. That's how they were refer to us, you know, you do have Maure as a, as a term, uh, for black that goes into the Mauritania, uh, that's not to say that that's where the Moors or the Maori got their name, you know, they didn't call, you know, the Berdy Betty, we're not Berbers, you know, or the Barbers and all this, uh, you know, barbary and all this other stuff that they try to uh, attribute uh, to it because languages can change when you have interactions with people. But staying on focus, staying on focus, trying not to go on a tangent. Um, now, were they traitors? You do have um, groups of people who you would call and consider Moors, who do uh, collaborate, who do, uh, con- uh, who do conspire at some point uh, with uh, Arab Islamic powers and later uh, European powers in our enslavement. Um, so I'm talking about uh, the early falls of certain African uh, dynasties came at the hands of uh, of Moors or Islamized Africans. Uh, you do have the Songhai uh, who do participate in, in the slave trade. 
uh, to a degree before they're eventually turned uh, turned off. Um, you do have, uh, yeah, you know, you do, yeah, so you do have episodes of this, you do have episodes of these, uh, these Muslims or these Moors, the same people that you can call Moors fighting, uh, in Brazil, and there was a point in Brazil where you knew that they were going to have a rebellion and a fight, uh, from these black Muslims, uh, every other year. They just knew it. Like, they just knew, okay, it was going to go down. Plus, that's that's really fast, because when you warn and rebelling, like, it takes time to prepare, like, resources um, for them to do. And, you know, all right, let's, not, let's not question if we knew the motivations, right? But we knew these people would rise up. Um, and the, But the fact that, you know, they was doing this every other year, that's impressive. Um, that's showing some, some great constitution and fortitude. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's also having an understanding of how war works and how, um, you know, how to cripple things because it did have its effect. Um, despite the different uh, mechanisms that uh, the European powers that, that were, that even still be today, uh, colonial powers, uh, employed, uh, over here in uh, North and South America as far as uh, oppressive people, particularly Central and South, uh, South America, where they were um, using a vast majority of techniques financially, militaristically, uh, socially, you name it. Um, you, they, you can't really say that they ever held one place down at any given time. Like, it, it just kept happening, you know. Um, you definitely see the, uh, saw the need for a simulation when you when you consider that fact. So, were the Moors traders? I think there were some there were there were some Moors who collaborated uh, groups of whom you could even say uh, at a particular time. Uh, can we can we subscribe this or attribute this to the totality of the Moors? No, uh, I I don't believe so. Um, just to deal with something else too does this mean that we were all more uh no necessarily um yeah they don't they don't mean that you you bloodline wise no it's like Hebrew okay you can be an Islamized African and, and subscribe to that and have that. And we have people who do that and have respect for these people. You know what I mean? So there's no 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 shade, no disrespect, nothing like that. Um, but far as, you know, being ethnically related to them, we are them and having that blood. Um, maybe if you got some folks in North Carolina, I believe. I believe that's where some of some of the people in North and South Carolina might be South Carolina, one of those two places. If you uh, if you got some family from over there, possibly, possibly that's one of the places that I know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not claiming to know all of them, all the places that some of these people uh, ended up. But I knew that was one of them. A good a good amount. And this is um, by another scholar. But uh. Yeah, there are definitely some traders, but 
um, I, I think it's very caution. You know, we need to be very cautious about throwing that title or, the, you know, that name on a whole group of people and just saying these are them. I think we need to be cautious about that. That's why, you know, I talk about let's let's really analyze the, uh, the terms black and white. Uh, let's understand that there was times even in Trinidad and uh, uh, Tobago where there were black people who were, classi- uh, who were able to classify as white. So we have to know that this is a social construct. You know what I'm saying? And as far as the social construct, it has a relationship to devil, uh, devil work and devilry. Uh, even as far as the English language, as you can hear, it, it, this is something that's very, uh, the, the act of being a devil is something that's even ingrained into uh, its various usage. And I don't think you you will find uh, these same usages and in some of the other uh, languages and cultures that we're talking about. Uh, not so many with that, uh, so much as even the fascination with it. And um, as far as a certain sect of Satanism, because it's an opposer, it's, that's why they call it Satanism. That's uh, that's kind of the root behind it. That's why it's still related uh, to Christianity. They just uh, these are the doubters, you know, and and that's why it's not too surprising that you see certain atheists, uh, even on agnostics, kind of either get into it or play with the idea. Um, this is why it's not too hard to believe that there are people in. Uh, the government, because there was a, another documentary that talked about that. I know that part uh, sounds really, really crazy, but I think we have to talk about how the media does desensitize us to some of these things. Some of the things that we know are true, but they try to make into a joke or make it funny. Um, but this is a very, very real thing. We know that they're angelic uh, Christians and whatnot, or Jellican or whatnot, or, and, and, and certain uh, Christians that uh, worship us uh, serpents and whatnot because and part of it is because we don't really get into what these things are we don't really get into the the fact of, that there are secret societies no matter how uh, Hollywood tries to make it seem so like what was it the uh, uh, blood a skull and bone or um, the one about that secret society the one that bushes in uh, but this is something that is real. They they uh, spookify and and make the Illuminati seem like uh, something else. Um, when this you know that which where it is a real group, but they they either spookify the elements to either make the people who talk about it sound crazy. And this is all these are all mechanisms. These are all devices, right? Uh, that they use. So we have to we just have to be very very aware that we're always going to be. Uh, under the war and under the grip of uh, a major influencer in Western and European society uh, called rhetoric and just using the language to uh, essentially control you. You know what I mean? So that's kind of, yeah, that's, that's where I wanted to go in with that. That's how I feel about that. You know, black people we have to understand that it's not just about uh the color it's about culture you know what i'm saying so pay pay very close attention you know what i'm saying because you may be dealing with a brother who wants to subscribe to whiteness and it's not always easy to spot out it's not always easy to see 
you know, because in many ways, because of who they are and who they are inside, they're going to display. And there's, there's not too many that are, you know, like, yeah, we have to be aware of the one that's that's just so aware they black that they just try to cast it out, like them real strange ones. You know what I mean? But you also have to be very, very mindful of the ones that talk like you, act like you, uh, but want to be that white man, that want to act like that white man that treats his wife like the white man does, uh, who treats his kids like the white man treats his kids. And it's something that we have to be very, very cautious of. And I'm not saying that, you know, like this is something that we should never do, that we should never subscribe to. Um, ever. 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 And um, whether you in a interracial relationship or not, you know, I promote black couples. That's just what that's just what I'm about. But if you in an interracial thing, man, there ain't no love lost, but you know, be an African when you're about it. You know what I mean? Now I'm not saying that you have to go out there and be a representative uh, for our quote-unquote race or for our culture, for our group of people, but I'm saying do this to be uh, the better African person that you were meant to be, something that was actually taken from you, that being that option, that education. You know, we weren't just thrown into this willy-nilly. You know, we didn't, you know, and it, it has a lot, it, it's more than just growing up in single-parent homes. Don't let them, see, that, that is an excuse that they had um, very methodically uh, manipulated into the perceptions and thoughts of uh, our people uh, living today. You know what I'm saying? But rightfully, when you talk about single-parent uh, homes and societies and you have to talk about slavery and what little we know of it. Because it wasn't like um, all forms of it in all places you wouldn't be. You would be denied your family, though. You would be denied your parents, but that didn't mean that you were incapable. It was a, there was a lot of other things that were going on. A lot of other things that we were talking about, that we would talk about today. That some of the things, or actually everything that they would talk about in terms of creating a traumatized and dysfunctional human being is exactly what happened to us as a people. And that's something that we have socially not dealt with, academically not dealt with. And what has happened is they've, they've tried to give us excuses by saying, uh, this is, you know, because of single parent homes and stuff like that. No, the, the cause of our misfunction is a lot deeper. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't happen by accident. You know, beating your wife has has occurred because that's who you learn from. You learn from the white man who was beating his wife, who was beating his wife so much so that they had to make anti-miscegenation laws before the term even became coined in the in uh, 1664s and later on the 1685s. Uh, uh, the the cold blacks, the codifications of how you can deal with your slaves. You know what I'm saying? Um, outside of the fact that having uh, children with, uh, with, uh, with black women who were slaves was very profitable and all this other uh, kind of stuff. So there was a, you know, so there's a, a way that our women have been treated, 
you know what I'm saying, to, to a certain degree, uh, and still get preyed upon to this day that we need to deal with, need to be aware of. And we also need to be aware of how that man had to, like, what had to happen. You know, it's deeper than just simply he has to take the, he has to uh, be in the same room and, and, this, and this white man or several white men uh, rape his wife. You know what I'm saying? He had to be in the same room where they was beating and raping his wife, his children, his son, his daughter, him at times. Sometimes he had to bear the, the brunt of being beaten and raped in front of his family and then his family being raped because of the, because, because of the symbolism. Sometimes he had to watch his children die in front of him. Sometimes he had to beat his own wife, his own kids, rape his own children. Because this was what is expected of him as a thing. Okay. So this doesn't excuse the behavior. But we have to understand where this behavior comes from. We have to stop making petty excuses. Lame excuses. False excuses. That's not going to help us solve the problem. And I'm tired of hearing of us. Because it's just symptomatic of. The fact that we have not reestablished our history, we have not reestablished who we are, and we're still trying to be something that we're not, and we're and we're trying to be the best at it, but we're still not good at it. Because we can all see the damage that it causes. And it's not some it's, it's something that we all look back and regret. I can't tell you how many how many elders I've spoken to that that wish they would have done it differently. That misunderstood. I can't tell you how many others I spoke to who had, who had that happen to them, and understand that um, you know whether to them physically watching it happen in their in their household. There's a lot of abuse that that gets under discussed. It doesn't get talked about. That was never explained. And I feel like a large reason uh, for this is because a lot of our history, the things that happened to us were never explained or talked to. They were rationalized and made normal, and thus that's what we did. Like the, like the very, very common uh, act of bathing your daughter in really, really, really hot, hot boiling water as if that was going to scrub off the feeling. But it also tells you that you know something about that feeling when you get the water that hot and I don't, I don't think because I've never told these sisters that I know this but this is something I hear quite often and just to even get it more related to the topic because some of the works that I'm working on some of the primary texts if I could just grab one of them just to show y'all real quick or just to show y'all at least some of the some of the titles I'm working with but this is what we're talking about so we keep all this in mind and we have to keep in the fact uh, that we are women if you in a slave society we're not allowed to be virgins we're not allowed to be conservative we're made literally as, as soon as they were at could bleed or maybe even even sooner at times as soon as they felt that 
that girl was ready or, or attractive enough, she had to do those things. You know what I'm saying? Why we wonder why we have such a a uh, epidemic of pedophilia. Uh, this is something that was essentially allowed because we were not thinking. So it's more than just uh, trying to get the workplace and people trying to replace a system that was a 24-7, 24-hour uh, uh, slave working system making them money. They had to replace a culture that allowed them to beat up and defile people. Mandingos, where this is where you get into your fight sports and inhumane things. They had to replace a culture that literally celebrated lynchings. All types of lynchings. This is what you picnic to. They had to replace a culture that allowed them to molest children, to rape women, men, and do certain things that they would not be allowed to do that wouldn't even be imaginable in a different society, in a society where you allow people to maintain their dignity. Um, so these are some of the things that we have to realize, and this is, and this is some of the stuff that took place over hundreds of years. Hundreds of years, family. And I'm just grabbing because I just want to give you guys some uh, some some books, some readings that you guys can check out. And these are, you know, by Europeans. And these a lot of these are firsthand accounts, encounters. When you're talking about um, C.M. Andrews, original narratives of the insurrections, 1915, A.W. Calhoun, social history of the American family, 1917, American slavery as it is, testimony of a thousand witnesses. 1839, uh, okay, and it just, you know, those are just a couple, you know, hit me up if y'all want more, you know what I mean, but that's actually just what I'm working on, but these are some of the, the things that you get into, and you see these things happening, so, um, you know, again, when we're talking about what is uh, whiteness, what is blackness, when we talk about uh, Roman society having a rape of a C- uh, Sabine women, where you have uh, women getting disenfranchised and getting abused to where this is something that you see in most media uh, things. Most of the powerful women have to be uh, reduced to some, some sort of form, either by uh, taking it from behind or just submitting sexually. Anyway, when they say take a wife in European society, that oftentimes means that they rape that woman. You know what I'm saying? Because if you just married a woman or you uh, courted her, that's one thing, you were dating her, you know what I'm saying, but when you take a wife, how do you take a wife and then have children, like, what was the process, I, I, I surely doubt that he just says, okay, I killed everybody, get down to lay down, and that was just the custom of, okay, now you just uh, get a wife, uh, you know what I mean, no, that's not, that's not what happened, um, so, yeah, that's just something, uh, I want to talk about, <laughs> I know I may have, uh, sidetracked a little bit, but, you know, when we asked me, what is black culture, you know what I'm saying, for the people and the culture of the people that have been, uh, oppressed, uh, or categorized as black, it's mostly and fundamentally peaceful, but are these people capable, uh, or people that are, uh, are called back, uh, capable of committing works of devilry or can be a devil or the devil uh well the devil I could not say and that's a, and that's a principle no one can be the devil they can be a devil they can be an adversary they can be an opposer you know what I'm saying the devil is the personification of an adversary you know what I mean now if you want to say that 
uh, what we know of white culture and Anglo-Saxon culture and their history and can say that their culture can be the personification of what an adversary is. Because uh, that's typically what barbarians are. They're, they're very adversarial. That's how they get down. You know, they trade and they steal because they're typically nomads. Their lands are usually not like, good enough and they, they have to take. And they, those societies, even in the Asian Mongol societies, uh, they rape. Okay. Western Asians, I can't even say, are much, are much better. And I'm going to cover some of that and with some of the other topics, uh, some of the other questions that I got, because I got a lot to, uh, to work from. But uh, hopefully I answered those questions for you guys, uh, for the family, uh, succinctly, on point. Uh, let me know how you feel about it. Uh, drop me a line. Let me know. Uh, check out the, the YouTube, you know, the setting of the tech TV. Uh, also check out my Black Enough, which is Brother Technico. No different than the IG, which is also Brother Technico or Brer Technico. I think it, it should still come up either way. Um, also, my podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, all platforms basically that show you podcasts. You should be able to find mine. I'm on so many different platforms now. You know what I mean? I just say that to say, like, spread, you know, spread it out there. Uh, send me send me topics. I want to cover things that the black community wants to talk about. So, you know, I, anything that I anything I can do to, to, to make it to make everything uh, easier, you know, and this is just me. This is just live. This is real. This is unscripted. I, I probably look at a, a couple of points uh, before I started. So I stay somewhat on track. But this is just raw, real, my, you know, my mastery to you. You know, if you want a, a breakdown or anything else that I've been talking about, please, hey, check me out. Go to my IG. Uh, people found me before. Uh, let me know. I'll talk about it. So peace, love, and light, family. We doing it. I told you it don't ever stop. You're going to have more episodes that drop. I got another uh, late night episode coming because one of the questions or some of the questions that were given to me are, are related to polygamy and uh, the black man's ego. And I got to I got to I got to talk about this and I might even do a uh, um, a brief, not, not well, yeah, somewhat of a lecture on it, but an hour lecture on this later on, on a later date, you know what I mean, where I can actually break down. Uh, more of the instances, but I do have uh, some some things to talk about because we got to talk about black love, black uh, life, black communities, black family, black development. You know what I'm saying? We cannot give up just because you have a little bad luck. You can't give up because there's a lot of us out there. You know what I'm saying? But uh, once again, we got a problem with this uh, assimilation and, and, and trying to appropriate stuff that's not us and allow them to describe things that are that are not us as us. You know, and describe things that are positive as being them. So we have to be very, very careful. Just be, let's be very, very careful of uh, what these are. You know what I'm saying? Uh, listen closely uh, to what I said <clears throat> because I believe I, uh, I I answered. You know, both questions, and I actually answered both questions separately, even though I did take on the two questions uh, together. So I would just encourage the family to just listen again. And uh, if it, yeah, that's it, y'all. Peace, love, and light. Probably do another one a little bit later. The Freak Nick. Later. Signing out.